People like games. What up, folks? It's Reggie with People Like Games, and this week Let's we're jumping into one of the most critically praised games of all time, Chrono Trigger. Let's get into it. There's so much to talk about when it comes to the classic Square property, but it all starts with a trip to America and a few familiar names. In 1992, Yuji Hori, Akira Toriyama, and Hironobu Sakaguchi with a desire to, and I quote, create something no one had ever done before, began the creation of Chrono Trigger. And while it wouldn't be for another eight years that their respective companies would finally come together, this early collab between Squaresoft and Enix led to one of the most iconic games of all time, and probably had a little influence on the merger, but that's just me. The same way Enix had their big three behind Dragon Quest, so did Square for Chrono. This dream team began with, of course, Sakaguchi, Toriyama, and Hori. After over a year trying to figure out what the hell they were doing, the next member, Kazuhiko Aoki, called up and he offered to produce. Before Chrono, Aoki was already a designer with Square who'd worked on Final Fantasy 3 and 4. Once the ball got rolling, and after about a four-day brainstorm, Square brought in roughly 60 devs, but most importantly, the final member of the Dream Team, Masato Kato. Kato was brought in as story planner and had originally worked on Ninja Gaiden for Tecmo. For the time, it really didn't get much better. Both Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest were already smash hit franchises, Dragon Ball was taking off, and Ninja Gaiden is still a certifiable classic to this day. The only other person you could ask for was Miyamoto, and he wouldn't touch RPGs with a 10-foot pole. Last time I said Sakaguchi wanted nothing to do with the anime aesthetic of Dragon Quest for his series, and that's still true. That alone gave Final Fantasy a wholly different vibe from Dragon Quest, let alone the focus on story. But this time, the extremely popular, still to this day, anime style, in particular Toriyama's art, really got to shine along with the narrative. And the narrative was handled with an extreme eye for detail. Because of the complexity of introducing time travel, Kato held meetings for the purpose of reviewing and creating consistency in the story's continuity. These were attended by around 30 staff members. Part of what made Chrono Trigger such a legendary game was Kato's development of multiple endings, and thus the importance of consequences for the actions that you, the player, take. You get a taste of it right in the introduction of the game. A seemingly meaningless series of events at a fair that open the narrative actually leads you to a trial later on in the game, and your actions at the fair and how you respond to the jury have a direct consequence on your verdict. This is honestly one of those times where a silent protagonist actually works. Unlike Link, Chrono's actions can completely change the outcome of the story. We've all heard that Nintendo characters are often silent so players can immerse themselves in the game, but honestly, what's more immersive than actual consequences? Now, it's not just Chrono's journey, but yours. Hell, I'll drop a little spoiler warning right now in case you haven't played a game that's already about 30 years old. The concept of choice goes so far that after Chrono is killed by the main villain, Lavos, you can actually finish the game without reviving him. The title character in Chrono Trigger is technically optional for Endgame. That's unheard of. Still kind of now to this day, too. Another standout for Chrono Trigger is actually its brevity. In a series known 
for 40, maybe even 60 plus hours of content, fitting such a grand narrative, including time travel, multiple endings, and a new battle system that allowed for enemy movement while maintaining the classic turn-based combat mechanics was already pushing the SNES to its limits. To that end, Kato continued pouring over the story. He particularly made sure that side quests weren't random fetch or delivery quests. They served a purpose, and that was to develop the characters. Most of the 40 to 60 hours of a modern JRPG are spent on grinding and farming. Cliche, but Chrono Trigger really proved that less is more. But don't forget about those endings. While it might only take about 15 hours to get through the game, Kato actually invented New Game Plus for Chrono Trigger. With this function, players could go back, experience different branches of the game, and ultimately reach all the alternate endings. Kato really worked his ass off developing the story for Chrono Trigger, and it ultimately culminated in some revolutionary changes to the way we see RPGs, and an entirely new function to games that's pretty common nowadays. At the end of the day, Chrono Trigger is a classic through and through. What else do you expect when you've got the creators of Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy joining forces? That being said, shout out to Masato Kato for truly pushing the game to the limit. But that's all I've got time for today, folks. Come back next week as we talk about a personal favorite and finally enter the Square Enix era with Kingdom Hearts. See you next time.